I remember when I was uh, in my late teens, early 20s. Man, I was so dramatic. So dramatic. I remember having so much anxiety around different decisions in my life and feeling like they were, oh my goodness, so final. Like everything was so stinking final. I don't know exactly why I started doing this, but I remember taking myself out on what I called dates. And it wasn't like the artist dates that we've talked about before on this show. It was more of like a a date with myself to just really hash out these big decisions that I was trying to make and figure out which way to go. And I specifically remember being at a... um, I keep wanting to call it a shake and bake, but I know it's not a shake and bake. That's the thing you get at Walmart on Thanksgiving, at least if you're Southern. Steak and shake. That's what it was, a steak and shake. Anyway, I'd go there and I would sit down. I remember with this pen and paper and it was late at night and I remember drinking like a strawberry milkshake and I was trying to decide if I should break up with this dude or not. (laughs) And I just wrote a pros and cons list. And I did this all the time. Not breaking up with dudes at steak and shake, but I just remember Getting that physically out on paper helped me so much to, I guess, just sort through my own mental clutter. Anyway, silly memory, but I know writing exercises in general, whether it's a pros and cons list, morning pages we've explored before on the show, different things like that really help people through their mental health and just clear some of those thoughts, you know? But today we're connecting with a poet. Yeah, poet whose organization has writing exercises, which has been reported to help 99% of people who have walked through them. Sounds like it's worth a shot to me, right? Let's see if one of these exercises will make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Are you a writer? Are you much of a writer? To be honest with you, I'm not. I've kept journals for probably 15 years now. I still have them. But I don't really consider myself to be a writer exactly. So sometimes I resist hearing writing exercises because I'm just like, no, I'm not a writer. Even though I just said that I journaled and wrote out pros and cons lists at Steak and Shake. But that's not the point. Today we're connecting with Paul Chambers, who is the co-founder and COO of The Creative Mental Health Charity, Poets Inn. It was created for people who are struggling with mental health by two poets who have struggled too. Pretty cool, right? Now, before we dig into Paul's exercises he wants to share, I just briefly want to remind you that you are invited to join us in our free community for listeners. We're over there right now. Myself, Greg Clunas, host of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, and some really cool people. We'd love to have you apart. All you have to do is go to tlbc.co forward slash community to join. It's 100% free, linked in the show notes. But let's get back to Paul. I was curious why he and his organization advocates specifically for writing. Myself and my co-founder, Sammy, we both struggled with our mental health throughout childhood and weren't diagnosed until um, adulthood. But we had always, without knowing, separately used writing as a means to either escape or to purge or to or to cope. If you think, if you go back to the times where uh, we wrote more, and if you were heartbroken or you were angry or you're crestfallen or you're grieving and you put pen to paper and you wrote someone a letter, 
that you didn't necessarily send, or maybe you did send it, um, but just the act in and of itself of writing that letter vented so much, allowed you to purge so much, and so, sometimes to the point that you didn't have to send it, or you might have a load of emails in your draft, emails that you banged out in a fit fury, and you didn't send it because you didn't need to. So we're, in a real basic sense, that's kind of what we're tapping into, getting the pen to the paper or fingers to the keyboard kind of manifests what's inside us in a, in a, in a tangible sense. And it's what we do with it. Then if we do something creative with it, or we tear it up and throw it away, depending what we need, it can be how we can keep our mind happy and healthy. I was wondering if this was kind of like the stream of consciousness that we use in uh, like morning pages, or if these were more cognitive approaches. It can be either. The stream of consciousness one, we do one called a free thought writing exercise, which is a real simple one that we do at the start of each each of our modules. And children and adults all benefit from this. And and this that this is very much that where we put a timer on for ten minutes, we put some chilled music on, and we just allow ourselves to actually recognise the fact that we are always thinking and allow a place for those thoughts to be and just put a pen to paper, even if it's like a seismograph needle and it isn't even legible. And those thoughts that constantly keep on coming, and it can go anywhere from, I need to pick up some bread and milk, or, uh, God, it's hot in here, I can feel sweat trickling down my back, or am I making a fool of myself, or some song lyrics, or I hope no one finds the body buried under the patio, or anything along those lines, um, just... Uh, uh, just allowing it to be and then tearing it up afterwards. So that's very much a stream of consciousness. But the cognitive side of things, we do have, well, we have 10 weeks worth of 90 minutes of um, tools that um, uh, are, are a more kind of structured way of tapping into those things and creating something from it. All right. We've been teasing you with these three writing exercises. Are you ready? First one I've just, I've just said about, which is the free thought writing exercise, which is just so number one where if you're struggling with overthinking or you've got busy mind as you approach your your to-do list in the morning and or you wake up between 3 and 4 a.m. And, you, and your mind just clicks on and starts, um, it can be the way to just clear that. It doesn't clear it entirely, because but it just allows you to cut through some of the noise, get some of it out and move on with your day. So that's just literally set a 10-minute timer, put some music on, and just write, like, however it comes out, one thought per line, write, and then tear it up at the end. And before we move on, I wanted to um, acknowledge that when I first started doing morning pages, I had a lot of resistance because I was feeling kind of, I don't know, mental. <laughs> We've been trained like, by society to kind of hush that other side of ourselves, right? And it feels a little bit unnatural giving voice to something that is there. But, you mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There has to be a little bit of a release there, right? To kind of tap in and allow space for what's going on in your inner world. So, Paul, can you help us out? I mean, why should we invest in this, even though it's uncomfortable? Absolutely. Um, we've, air quotes, evolved to, to not recognize the fact that we are always thinking because we have so many shiny objects that are kind of take, taking our, our attention away. And it feels quite incongruous at first. It's like a strange thing to actually do, to actually sit there with your thoughts, however they appear. But the safety of having no judgment because you're not sharing them, the safety of them not needing to even be uh, uh, fluent or fluid or legible or anything, it's 
with an, a, 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 with an accumulative effect, it can be incredibly powerful. And it's one of the, it's one of the tools that all ages align with and resonates with them that have done our, our program because it's such a low barrier to entry. You just need a, you just need a, a piece of paper and a pen and a, and a trash can to rid yourself of it afterwards. And with regards to efficacy, we measure at the end, at the beginning and the end of our programs. And, um, 99% of people have had a reduction in depression and anxiety symptoms, uh, 98 aggressive behaviors and 100% a reduction in stress. So. Whoa. It was, that's five years of, measured um (laughs) it's it's mind-blowing the efficacy is huge and it's why as you know we have the nhs here um they are beginning to prescribe our program as a means for people to tap back into that creative outlet and tap back into our minds the whole thing was uh an entirely happy accident (laughs) um we just came up with this idea and we and we we approached the prison and said can we try all this this thing we've got this idea on um and the results were astounding and they've continued to be as astounding um and i think part of it is our entire team has lived experience so we we we've um, my mental illnesses were depression anxiety i've got um uh a, a handful of personality we don't call them disorders anymore but personality uh, superpowers we from the very outset no matter what the age is the honesty it's the truth of what it is that we are and being honest with ourselves and anyone that comes to us so that these have saved our lives these things just just pick up your pen pick up your paper let's try this with an open mind poetry doesn't even have to be part of it over 10 weeks it's just trying and um tapping back into that that um, rudimentary skill that we've kind of we've left Amazing. because um, that's the stream of consciousness one. The fun one, well, there's two fun ones, but one we um, again all ages we challenge people to vent and purge and without censorship, other than the kind of thing you would get kicked off social media for so no isms please but generally you can swear you can curse you can you can say what you want just write out either in a paragraph or a poem or however so we time it and i'll normally put something like metallica on or something while that's while i was playing so it's a bit more a bit more upbeat when i'm in schools i'll have the music play and i'll put heavy metal on in that and they they some of them love it some of them hate it but it's just just allows them to purge in a safe place and mm. get it out. And often humour comes out in that as well, because it, sometimes we need the humour to um to to manage what's going on in here. So that's one that is a little bit more cognitive. But then we have the um, the happy place one, where I'm holding up for the purposes of the listeners, I'm holding up a whiteboard, or we'll be in a we'll be in a classroom. We have a big whiteboard on the wall. And um, for a few minutes, everyone thinks about the things that make them happy, the things, the places, the people, the activities, the foods, the drinks, the music. And um, chaos ensues as everyone shouts these out. Or if we're in an environment like this, they'll write them down on a piece of paper in a, in a kind of spider diagram. It's quite quite a personal thing to share. However, there's so many crossovers. Chocolate is always up there. Reading, writing, nature, uh, family so on and so forth and it's like it's 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 quite chaotic 
if it's a short one, put like five minutes on the timer, but when in our program, we afford the luxury of giving a good 15 minutes of this activity. And this is the second week after uh, eight, a cohort of eight people have come along and they're beginning to open up and, and entrust mm. themselves to us and to each other. We invite them to write a happy place, like a bubble, bubble of um, happiness. And this could be either a memory, it could be something that's actually happened, or it could be a more, more fantasy-driven thing. Or, you know, they could just write their ideal day. And, of course, it's very personal and people write very different things. But then they share it at the end. And the hairs are even going up on my arms even talking about it now because it's one of the most beautiful moments in the program and it lifts everything seriously the, like all the hairs are up there the, the the tingles you feel of people create um create happiness it sounds ridiculously simple it's so hugely effective and it's no matter where you are it's something you can do whether you're tapping into history or you're just creating something just to to relive or to live for the first time. Such a beautiful thing. And when we do our one hour uh, wellbeing workshops, this it's what, what we end on. We kind of do this roller coaster through one hour of like a little bit of signposting, a little bit of this, and then we end on that and leave everyone on a high. It's just chef's kiss. It's a thing of beauty. You can connect with Paul over at poetsin.com to find out more about their programs and writing exercises. There's some really cool things going on over there. But before we go, Paul, anything else? Approach creativity as therapy with an open mind. Uh, and the more you try it, the easier it becomes because we, many of us have become dis, uh, disconnected from it. Because I assure you, the more you do it, the more it will help you. And be honest with yourself when you do. You'll come out the other side later. Listen, my friends, whether it is tackling your procrastination by taking fun action, developing mental strength with this weird technique. Or, <laughs> I don't know why I'm not doing creepy voices or doing writing exercises to help clear your mind. We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.